The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Hope everybody's having a good St. Patrick's Day. we got a great show for you guys today. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have Jay Benjamin coming on. He's an actor, producer, comedian, and he's the co-host of Fan Room Live. And then we have Ron Thomas coming on from The Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. So I'm super excited. Um, before we get started and before we say hi to everybody in the chat room, let's say hi to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, everybody. Aaron Gobralis. Well, that's what I wrote on Facebook this morning. I don't think too many people like it because nowadays you're not allowed to do jokes like that. You know, years ago you could do anything that was funny to make people laugh, but now they censor everything. I mean, everything in the world is being censored. I understand in New York there's a school now that doesn't allow you to call your parents mom or dad. You have to call them something else, like, I don't know, strangers or something. <laughs> anyway, the world's getting really retarded and stupid. I think we better put our foot down and say, hey, enough of this bullshit. Stop. No more name changing. No more tearing down statues. No more rewriting history. We're Americans. We liked it the way it was. And leave it be that way. But anyway, <clears throat> so I wrote Aaron Gobralis. What was that supposed to be for me? Or Aaron, Aaron Gobra. Aaron Gobra means that you are a, um, you stand up for Ireland. That's what it means. Oh, I thought it was like some kind of a take on Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> no, 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 no. I always played up on the Aaron Gobra because I liked it. I did that with, um, oh, my God, the, the one that just passed away, my sweetheart friend, my funny lady comedian who put the furniture in the hallway. Oh, yeah, Phyllis Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman. And I had that joke all the time about Aaron Gobralis and uh, – when I do it, I think of Cloris, who I really miss and liked a lot. She was a funny, funny lady and a very funny friend to have. Oh, shoot. I got a term. So let's say hi. We got a chat room full of people. What's up, chat room? Hope everybody is doing good in the chat room. Let's say hi to some people. Uh, Angela Joseph was number one in the first one in the chat room. So let's say hi to Angela Joseph today. Hey, Angie, baby. We have artist Miss Kin, Teresa Sabin from Florida. Eileen just joined us. Hello, Eileen. Oh, Eileen, how are they? <laughs> backpack. I mean, John. how are you? <laughs> I didn't mean how are they. I'm, I mean, how are you? Backpack oh John has joined us. Oh, Boomer Maze is in the chat room. It's kind of going fast, and I missed some stuff at the top, so I'm not sure who else is there. But what's up, everybody? We hope you guys are doing well, and um, uh, we are going to have a lot of fun today. And I think it's going to be enjoyable. And we want Billy Hess's birthday. 
So I want to do a shout out to Billy Hess. I wrote on Facebook a, a little happy birthday song for Billy. So Eileen, go on Billy's page and read the happy birthday I sent. You will enjoy it. Anyway, happy birthday, Billy Hassan. I can't wait to see you when we get to New York in May. Yes, you guys, in case you don't, anybody doesn't remember Billy Hess. Uh, Billy Hess is a great friend of ours from New York. He's oh, also a rock star photographer, and he goes around with Eileen lots of places, and they, they interview and take pictures of all the celebrities, and he's super, super cool. So we do want to wish him a happy birthday. And the three of us together, Eileen, Billy, and I, when we're together, X-rated isn't the word. I mean, it has to be X, 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 X rated. We have more fun together. We laugh, we scream, we cry, we act stupid. I love the two of them very much. I miss them. We also want to give a shout out to Angela Joseph, who at the end of this month is going to be a grandmother. I, again, this one's got more kids than I don't know. No, grandmother. I, don't I think know. Well, kids is still a Brady Bunch. I mean, <laughs> she's got like 5,000 children and 72,000 grandchildren. Boy, oh, boy. Like you know, Eileen. No, I know. But, you know, her box must be worn out. Well, she doesn't put out the grandchildren, you know. No, I know that. But she put out the 25 <laughs> kids that she had. She has like 30 children of her own. Her box, I said, must be worn out. Angela, how many grandchildren do you have? I thought Thousands. you didn't have it. I don't know. I thought you only had children, not grandchildren. No, she's got a lot of grandchildren. She's no, it's his first granddaughter. What about no, grandsons? No, it's not. She just wrote it in here. It's her first I thought, one. I thought you had another one that came about a couple of months ago. No, no, that was this one that we're talking about. It didn't come out yet. Oh, I thought uh, when she found out about it, and I, now this is a couple oh, of months okay. later, and I, the baby's going to pop out. I thought it came out already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you can't keep. Oh, it. it's her third grandchild. Yeah, what do you think? Third grandchild, she, she's a first girl though, and she's a baby maker. Well. She, you know that she doesn't make the grandchildren, right? <laughs> no, I know. Jimmy, stop it. Don't educate me. Well, you me. keep saying you, it. Did you, you met her family. Yes, I love There's them. There's about fabulous. 12 of them. How many you got there, uh, Angie baby? She's How, got one. Seven, so she got two six, sets of twins. No, she got five kids. Well, it's a lot of kids, five kids. It's her first girl, though. First yeah. girl grandchild. Yeah, now you could spoil her with pink dresses. Yeah, that's love. I love that, too. And you too. could get her pink ballet slippers ballet shoes so jimmy will be jealous because jimmy always wanted ballet slippers women's ballet shoes so i think this angela says she has cobwebs there's no babies coming oh, angie, angie baby i know differently so don't don't open that door children and Teresa saban says she can't keep up with all of this we love you Teresa. she's hilarious Teresa saban you're in florida right Yes, yeah, she's in Florida. How's Florida doing? I'm so cold here in California. I think I may move back to Florida. I mean, I am freezing today. It, yesterday was, I couldn't even go out in the garden. where The winds were blowing and it was cold. It felt like 50 degrees, which is, you know, when you're used to 130 or 20, 50 is really cold. But anyway, I kind of like, you know, we were looking at a few movies that were filmed in Florida. One, of course, is the funniest movie you ever want to see with, the, with a pal of mine. Uh, Renee Taylor, who I love and adore. She's the sweetest, funniest lady. Uh, and uh, it's called um, Boynton Beach Memoirs. Look for it. Oh, yeah, it's it. a good movie. Look for it on the your Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Watch it, folks. It is really sweet, funny. It's all about old people in Florida, but old young people. And Renee Taylor accidentally runs a neighbor good over. It's a good what movie. It's a good movie. She accidentally runs a neighbor over and kills him. The comedy opens from there. It's a very funny movie. We want to welcome Pat Grant joined us, and she has five grandchildren, and she is a birthday girl today. So happy birthday, happy Pat birthday, Grant. Happy birthday, Pat. You know, I 
got a notification of all the people that have birthdays today. I couldn't get back to every one of them. I have 5,000 friends now on Facebook, almost. And to get back to everybody's birthday is impossible. So I just got back to the people that I'm very close to and, you know, good friends with. Uh, but everybody else out there, happy birthday. I'm sorry I didn't wish you. This dog loves me. Eileen has nine life. grandchildren. Eileen, yeah, well, she, she also. And Angela says she has five kids. Yeah, well, Eileen has had several husbands. Yeah. I think she's got how many? Four children? She had four husbands. Or maybe a couple of lovers. Are your kids, Eileen, from a husband or from a lover? Eileen's had a lot of husbands, from what I remember. She's the marrying kind. <laughs> right, Eileen? Eileen, I miss you, Tootsie Roll. I can't wait to see you. We're going to have such fun in New York. Everybody, you know, Kardosha is coming down from Maine or wherever the fuck she lives, Vermont, wherever that frozen country is. Husband. She only had one husband, Eileen. Oh, no, she had three husbands. No, she just says husband. I'm, I'm reading things. I don't make it one, up. Only one husband, Eileen? Lots of lovers. So where did, where, did, where did all those children come from? They all came from the same husband, or from or from lovers and husbands. You got you have three kids. I don't remember you having one husband and three kids. You're you're lying because you want to save your face. Two husbands. You got married at sixteen. <laughs> yeah, she's got three husbands. She got married at no six, two. No bullshit. She got married at sixteen, <laughs> and she married a rock guy, then left him and married somebody else, and then the third one. And guess what? Kadrosa's from New Hampshire. Wait a minute. All, <laughs> all those husbands still are in love with Eileen. She sees them all, and they all still beg to go back with her. What this woman has, I don't know. But I think she has an aphrodisiac between her legs. And that when men go near her, the scent of the aphrodisiac. Now she says all her kids crazy. have the same father. Eileen said? Yeah. All her kids have the same father. Which husband? One, two, or three? Two. He only, she only has two. I thought she had three husbands. I got it off camera. I got it. No, she has out. two. She's telling you right here in well, front of everybody. She doesn't always tell the truth. You know, sure she, also, she does. She also said she was. They a say I love our. Oh, they love our colors today. We're wearing well, green I, at St. Eileen Patrick's also Day. Also said she was a virgin once, and I don't ever believe that. Oh, and Dawn is coming back. She's having neck surgery, and she had her pre-op today, and she's driving back now, but she's listening. Hey, Dawn, nice to Feel see you. Better, Feel better. Honey. We're sending all positive vibes yeah. and love for you. Wear a lot of pearls to hold your neck up. Yes. <laughs> like instead of that stupid collar you have to put on, just wear like 30, 40 uh, strands of pearls. Eileen wrote never, but I don't know what she's responding. <laughs> I said Eileen lied because she said she was once a virgin. Oh, and that's a lie. No, she said never. So she said she was never a virgin. <laughs> and it's true. As she was coming out of her mother's womb, she was bawling the doctor that was delivering her. Yeah. She said happy birthday, Pat, too. So it's all good, you guys. Yeah. I hope everybody knows, too, that all this is done in fun. We love all you guys. Oh, and thank you so like, much. Eileen is like my sister. I adore her. Eileen has become one of the most important people in my life. I've got two friends on Long Island that I love and adore, Terry Vecchio and Eileen Shapiro. And they're just two of the nicest people in the world. Don Hinton says she has lots of pearls. Yeah, so wrap them around your neck. You know, like choo, 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 strands and strands and strands. Uh, anyway, so is everybody in New York getting ready for our visit? Because you have to be there. I want everybody to meet me somewhere and let's get together and just have a ball of a time. Because I can't possibly go to everyone's home and visit because everybody's all over Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, New Jersey. 
I mean, I want to see uh, Soho when I get there. I want to see, uh, uh, what the hell is his name? My future son-in-law. Uh, What's his name? Nino. Nino. I'm sorry, Nino. <laughs> Nino. Oh, Hub Reynolds Jr. just dropped us, jumped them too. What's up? Hub Reynolds is there. Say hi. Oh, I, I can't say hi. I got to send him love and hugs because he's the sweetest guy in the world. And I'm so happy he's got a home and everything is starting to happen for him. And he's got a movie he's writing. That's I know. Out. I can't wait. We're in it. Oh, wonderful. I'm great. I'm happy. I'm writing my, you know, my movie went off to Lainey Kazan. She should have it by Friday. And if Lainey agrees to do it, then we have one name. Uh, you know, it's so sad that in the business today, but I guess it was the same years ago, you had to have a big name to get funded. And I'm thinking back <clears throat> years ago, they would cast very big names in the studio to get people to come in and buy tickets, not funding because the studio funded the movies by the tickets they purchased at the, at the box office. But nowadays it's different. And, Jimmy's got so many movies, you know, in the fire, pokes in the fire, but it's difficult getting the stars. Now, Jimmy asked one star who's a comedian with a very long nose. <clears throat> I don't think he's terribly funny, but the world does. And Jimmy offered him $3 million to two weeks work, and he turned Jimmy down. I think they're getting a little crazy, these actors and actresses, demanding uh, $8, 9 $10 million for uh, four weeks work. It's ridiculous because it's hurting the film business. It's hurting the creativity because the more money you give to the stars, the less money you have for the production, and the production doesn't look that good. Billy Hess is in the chat room now. Hey, Billy, Billy happy birthday. Billy Hess, happy birthday. Now you know who we're talking about. To you, <laughs> happy birthday to you, happy birthday, fuck you. Billy Hess, happy birthday to you, you homo. I can't wait to see you. And you and your gorgeous Mark. How come you got Mark? I mean, what did you do? Bribe him, pay him to go out with you? He's so good looking. I mean, he's really handsome. He could have had anybody he wanted in New York. He probably did. But I mean, then he chose you. So Billy has have a happy birthday. Just teasing you, you slut. Oh, do we say hi to Backpack John too? Backpack John's backpack in the chat room. John, What's up? Get, get, take your backpack off. I just love Backpack John because he's probably the only one who didn't in the world who didn't know what a glory was. Well, that's because he doesn't. Billy Hess knows. Oh, Billy, Billy, <laughs> Billy drills them. Are you kidding? Billy's got a special drill. It's a four-inch drill. Makes a four-inch hole. Billy don't play with small stuff. Absolutely not. He says, love you, Ron. It's going to be fun. I love you back, Billy Hess. I really do. Nobody makes me laugh like you do. I mean, you and Eileen together are a riot. I, I miss you guys terribly. You know, I'm not really thrilled with the people out in California, except for my work buddies, you know, my Hollywood people. Uh, I'm so seriously thinking of moving back to New York. I really am. So in the meantime, so we're waiting for our first guest. While we're waiting, we're going to do a little quick commercial. We want to thank everybody for tuning in every week to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. You can listen to us live. Yes, from and watch Sadie Katz's show, The Naked Truth. It's a funny no, show. No, it's not The Naked Truth. Whatever the fuck it is, I don't the, know. Something Naked something, Pocket. The, tell the real, t the naked. Anyway, look it up, Sadie Katz, The Naked Partial Nudity Podcast. Right. Sadie sits there talking. And she is so adorable and so sweet and funny. And, and, and Hang on, but you interrupted my commercial. Oh, I don't care. I know, but I got to do this. 
Oh, well, you get, you're getting paid? Go partial nudity pod contest. No, but but if you want to stay at the top of the like rankings, people need to know where to go to to listen to us, and so you got to tell people. Um, it's a partial nudity podcast. You just got on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Apple Podcasts, you guys. So please listen to and us you have there. Have to watch if these and walls, leave a, if these walls could talk with Ike. No, that's not with Ike. That's Tim Moss and, and Ike. Wendy. Tim Moss and Wendy Kaplan. Oh, Ike's not in that. No, Ike's, Ike's got something. <laughs> Ike's, Ike Avella has got some other crap going on. You know, everybody and their mother now has become a talk show host. So I think Jimmy and I are just one of a million. I, every friend I have practically has a talk show. Ugh, I mean, kids, where are you going? You were doing well as actors. Now you're text messaging. What are you doing? We're working out things that have to go. We're a live show. So you guys can listen to us live every Wednesday, 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 Eastern time on W4CY Radio, our home station. We're also on K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audioboom, Podomatic, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spreaker, Podbeam, Spotify, Pandora, and YouTube. There you go. And I personally, Mr. Russell, did a, a thing for Kadoshala. Kadrolsha. Kadrolsha Una. Una Karol. Who I love. And it, I'm in every airport, I found out. This little thing that I talk about, Jane Russell and I, and a ghost. Jane Russell, the movie star, uh, who is my good friend. And I'm all, where, where else am I? Movies? She's no. also in gas stations in yeah, Canada. I'm, I'm in gas stations in Canada. And of course, Billy Hess is going to say men's room in Macy's because I know Billy's you. He just said, wow. No, he said men's rooms in Macy's. But anyway, if you're sitting in an airport, you're going to see me talking about this ghost that Jane Russell and I, uh, why we became dear friends. You got to like love it. Okay, so also we're done with the comic book. Not yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. So we're all over. We're like big stuff now. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yes. Yeah, we're you, big cheese. We're big cheese, and we're so happy all of you guys are with us and enjoying everything. Oh, and uh, Pat, really, Pat Grant says it's four p.m. Atlantic time, so we should know. I don't know that because I don't know what time it is in Canada. What I really love is that all the old timers that are in the chat room. You guys started with us ten years ago. And look, we've all grown together, and that makes me happy. Right? Absolutely. The only one we're missing is B. Claudia, which I'm not sure why she's not here. Oh, but Hub Reynolds is super big cheese. Lady Lake says they're baby cheese. <laughs> oh. Well, Jimmy's cheese. Artist Miss Kim says we'll all see it when they fly into New York to see us. <laughs> Good. She said Kajosha's in New Hampshire, so it's going to be fun, yeah, you guys. She, she, she already told me she's coming down to the city to see me. Um, I have so many nice friends in New York and Long Island, New Jersey, Brooklyn especially, and I just hope we all can get together. We have the time. It would be such a thrill for me to see everybody. I miss them. You know, I, they were all coming out for my 80th birthday, but because of the friggin' virus, we didn't have an 80th party for me. So now I'll see them in New York just like this as friends, not for a birthday. Keep talking. What are you, the director now, the boss? No, I've got a problem. What's your problem? The link's not working, so the guests can't get in. I'm trying to. Oh, I hate that shit. Every friggin' week we have a problem with these people. Don't they know how to work a computer or get somebody to work a computer? I mean, really and truly, it's just annoying. Yeah. That's why I like in-house guests. 
They're there. They sit. They talk. They go. Bloop. It's nice. Now, so he's having a problem bringing our guests in, which means we have to talk. I don't want to talk for an hour. I mean, I can, but I don't want no, you're to. You're not going to talk. We're working on that now. Just talk, tell a story while I. I'll tell a story. Yeah. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Cinderella, and she met a fella, and he screwed her in the cellar. Well, after he finished, he was so glad that he told all his friends, and Cinderella became a hooker. And Cinderella made a lot of money. And then she married a prince, gave him gonorrhea, and then he ruined her career as a hooker. So there you go. How's that story? Then there was Snow White. You know, she was banging seven dwarfs. She was a little kinky. She lived in in a little hut. Oh, I can hear myself on your phone. That's because I'm backstage trying to get this to work. She lived in a little (laughs) hut where she screwed like a hot mutt. See, I I make this up. These are not poems. I'm making them up as I go along. And then Snow White uh, had a lot of fright because one of the uh, dwarfs whipped out 11 inches. And she said, oh, me, oh, my, that is just by far the best I've ever seen. And I think maybe you should go to Palm Springs and give it to one of those queens. See, that rhyme too. Anyway, what more can I say? What more can I say? Are we ready, Jimmy? Just I'm about. Ready. Good, I'm so happy. about ready. Look how the dog's sleeping on your lap. My dog loves me. He never leaves my side. He follows me all over. He's my guardian and my protector. And if Jimmy and I should hug or kiss, he goes crazy. Uh, Jay's here. Okay. he's Jay, He made it. Jay and the Imperials. Remember him? <laughs> I, I don't remember Jay and the Imperials. It was a singing group, Jay and the Imperials. What uh, year were you born? Hey, Jay. How you doing? Hey, Jay. Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, look. He's putting his little light up. I like that. So, so where were you or what no, happened? I, I, Ron, I, I don't know. I mean, technology isn't always... Uh, Always on my side here, guys. Right? <laughs> it's never on my side. I don't know to tell you. It, it, it has good days and bad days. It's like everything else. There we go. Now you look great. That's fabulous. Okay. Right, I, I will freeze for him here. There you go. <laughs> it works. Don't, don't even pull that shit in a joke. <laughs> Not even in a joke. I'll come there and smack you right in the face. So hold on. Now we're going to introduce you, make a proper introduction now that we can hear you and see you. So, all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, producer, comedian, and co-host of Fan Room Live, the fabulous Jay Benjamin. Hello and welcome to the show. You're supposed to say something now. I think he froze. Oh, no. There he is. Ah, thank you. <laughs> The computer, the, there, there is a technical glitch in the universe today where it's going. Okay. Yes, it's a, what do you call it? Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, so. me, meanwhile, I need $3 million for my movie. Can you raise it for me? Uh, I, I, Ron, I, I am, I'm knee deep in my movie Subway, which I raised $20 million that's sitting in a bank and we're making the attachments. And after that one, I think then the financier will allow us to, to, to make more movies. And then... Honestly, that conversation could happen, but I would love to work. But listen, 20 million. Oh, put him in your subway movie. He's from right. New York. 20, 20, <laughs> million is a lo- 20 million is a lot of money. You could throw me three. <laughs> they'll, ne- they'll never notice it was gone. Hang on. Before you know. we do all that, hold on. We have a chat room full of people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room. 
Hello, everybody in the chat room. Thank you so much for, for tuning in to, to, to see myself. And, and you guys also have uh, our, our, our favorite Cobra Kai, Mr. Ron Thomas. Yes, Every he's coming day. on. It's going to be fun. Yep. And, and Eileen is there. Say hi to Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Eileen, thank you so much for everything you do and, and everything you do for me and Fan Room and Jeff and Stacy and obviously Jimmy, your partner, and Ron and, and everybody. Everybody, just we all just love you and appreciate you. She does Yay. a lot for me. She unhooks her brassiere, shows me her boobs. <laughs> You're the no, lucky one. No, yeah. it's not funny because we were in a very small room and she undid her bra and her tits pinned me up against the wall when they fell out of the bra and I couldn't breathe because they were both choking me. And I you know, screamed. I had to yell at her, Eileen, you know, put them back in the bra. No, no, no. There's one way out of that scenario, Ron. If I was straight, I would have done that. <laughs> well, I'm telling you from the straight side. That's how you get out of it. But listen, if ever you need an actor that has an original New York accent, an antique accent, that's me. I can speak Brooklynese better than anybody. I hate, like the movie I'm in now, I'm doing right now, my movie, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, mafia guys, and I'm really worried because they do that horrible Italian mafia imitation that I hate. And it's so like corny and terrible. And I've seen it in so many good movies. I need real Italian Brooklyn mafia guys. So I was thinking if the mafia guys want to be in my movie, they can. <laughs> I mean, the cops. Maybe they'll will, finance it too. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you, that's that's old Hollywood. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely finance it. If they oh, can. I could get it financed in a minute. Uh, uh, yeah, comes, yeah, yeah they, look, they love – that's how Hollywood was created. You know, know, it was really an outlet for them to put money in one side and, and, launder it. Out, right, and come out on the other side. That really is why the mob ran Hollywood – Back in those days, in the 40s and the 50s, when it was really coming in, you had Marilyn Monroe, and then you got the Sinatra yep. and the Rat Pack, yep. and it really became the laundromat for, for, for a lot of nefarious organizations. I, I, I was in a movie with that black actor. What's his name? Oh, I forgot that. He lives here in Palm Springs. The handsome Oh, uh, uh, the football player. Handsome. Uh, um, the movie was called Greed. And we shot it in Tosco. Why am I saying this? We could be arrested. Why? Because it was laundered money. Oh, it doesn't Jesus. matter. That's like 50 zillion years ago. It was ago. an old film. <laughs> Fred, Fred Williamson. Yes, Fred Williamson. Fred Williamson. Yeah. yeah. And somehow it was said to him that I think <laughs> I said it or somebody said it. I think this film is laundering money. And he, and he said, you give a shit? I said, no. He said, Hollywood, no. I've said I've had friends tell me stories who are so up there and are so in the business and, 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 and household names. They've told me stories where they've sat on film sets in the beginning of their career and, and bag drops would happen. You know, people would just come on set in suits, drop off like a ton of cash in a bag and leave. And that's how they that, that's how they did it. And, and apparently they still they, they, they still could end up doing that. I mean, we, 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 if you're, you're in the business long enough, you know cats. You can call at 3 in the morning and go, holy shit, we just want 100000 over budget. We need, we, we need this money really quick. And it, it, it arrives. Yeah, know? but it's no longer the Italian mafia, which doesn't really exist. That was just, you know, <laughs> yeah. theater. 
the, the, the media made up the name mafia. There is no such thing as the mafia. It's all baloney. These are Italian uh, businessmen. They're no different than Biden or Trump. They're just businessmen, just the same so, hang, as hang Biden. And so hang on. We won't add up. We won't end up on AJ Benji's Hollywood stories from back. No. So That's, hang on real quick, though. Hang on, hang on, because we're gonna we have lots of things we're gonna talk about. But I want to like do a real quick plug. We're gonna talk about Fan Room Live in a little bit. But right now, I want to do a, just a quick plug because on March, what is it, twenty eighth, right? Uh, uh, to 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 twenty. Yeah, we were showing the twenty sixth on the twenty eighth. But I know where you're going. Go ahead. Okay, so March 28th, we've got Paul White, you guys. Uh, he's like the one of like the most famous wrestlers, an AEW wrestler. He's going to be on Fan Room Live, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Jay is uh, one of the co-hosts of the show, so he'll be like talking and, and facilitating all of it. Yep. Get, get your tickets at fanroomlive.com. What do you have on the 26th? Well, real, real, real quick, going back, Paul, Paul, Paul White used to be known as The Big Show. And yes. now that he's left that foundation, they, they, they own that name. He's now back as Paul White. So if you all remember The Big Show... That's that's who Paul White is, in case you didn't know that. So he's going to be on, and then on the um, on the 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 that's the twenty eighth. On the twenty sixth, uh, we have Chris Taylor from the LA Dodgers coming in. We're going to be hosting um, the after show for the charity event for the LA Dodgers, supporting uh, the Children's Hospital of King's Daughters in Norfolk, as well as the the Rock Salad Foundation. So this is a real big honor for us. It's it's charity for two charities that that, that support the children. And we're going to be doing that with uh, the L.A. Dodgers uh, post uh, post show with Chris Taylor. Uh, Cedric will be on. Uh, I think uh, 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 George Lopez will probably come through. We're going to have an action-packed show, tons of celebrities, really fun. And, again, it's the support of, you know, all, all these amazing, beautiful children and, and, and everyone around the world. So it's, it's a good, good, good thing. And it's fanroomlive.com, you guys, to get more information. And we'll come back and talk about Fan Room in a minute. You'd be good at it because I'm listening to you now, and you're a good talker. And you're understandable. You're clear. You don't mumble like most of these jerks on TV today. (laughs) Who the hell can hear them? You enunciate. And I'm so proud of people who enunciate. There you go. It's not done anymore. You know that. They they do that. That new gutter talk. That uh, when they talk like this, they do that gravel talk. The text messaging has has dumbed us down and a, 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 a given us an opportunity to go back to abbreviating things and making up words that just never existed. Yes. And I've learned, Ron, how to become a better speaker because people would say the same thing to me about enunciation and being proper. It is so important. So, it is. I can so clean on, up the Brooklyn accent easily, but I don't do it simply because people like me this way. I'm comfortable using my accent because I grew up with it and I don't have to think. But if needed, I most certainly can enunciate and speak <laughs> without, a, without a Brooklyn accent. I just sound like an old faggot, that's all. <laughs> that's how the old Queens in Palm Springs speak like this. Hello, young man, how much do you charge? So you guys, hang on. If you guys want to follow Jai, Jay, Jay, I don't know. He, he spells J-J-E-E, you guys. So like in my head, it's Jai, but it's Jay Benjamin. You can follow him on Instagram. He's Mr. Jay Benjamin, but Jay is J-A-E. And on Twitter, he's just Jay Benjamin. Um, so I, I, I went on your IMDb, and even though you don't have everything listed on your IMDb, you have this, like, you have the most well-written, longest bio on IMDb <laughs> that I've ever seen in my fucking life ever. Never have I seen a bio like this. So you actually come from a from an actual entertainment family. Everybody in your family was an entertainer. 
You started out doing commercials. Do you remember the, the, the toy commercial Devil Sticks? I don't even know what a devil stick is, but he was the star of the commercial. It was a company out of Canada. My first girlfriend ever in college, her sorority sister's uncle owned this company, which which now has been rebought because they started following me since that that, that the word got out that I was that kid in that commercial. And in college, it was in my, my sophomore year. They asked me if I wanted to do it, and I did it. And they sent me the sticks in the mail, and they took me to Javits Center to film the commercial, and it went national, and I never saw it because I was in college. I wasn't watching TV, nor did I really have a TV in my room. I was out, you know, partying and getting linked up. I didn't even see it. So, it, like, whatever, but, but, but it went out, and everybody else saw it. And then the, the devil sticks became super popular as people were tailgating when fish came out, and then you had all the summer festivals coming in and things becoming huge and big. So it was really a fun opportunity to, to have that happen. So it was really nice. And, of course, Dexter can't miss an opportunity to get into the uh, to, 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 to the show here. You want to say hi to Ron and Jimmy? Come here. Hi, Come here. No. What is what what is Dexter? A what dog. Kind? It's a dog. What kind? There he is. Dexter. Oh, a big dog. Oh, Dexter is my German. Give me a kiss. He's Dexter. beautiful. He is, Look how beautiful. He's the most amazing, amazing dog I've ever had in my life. And he's so smart. Like shepherds are known to be smart, but this guy is intuitively smart. Another great pronunciation. Ron. Yes. No, our dog also, he's a poodle, a uh, poodle terrier mix, a genius. We have three rescues. This, this dog is the most intelligent dog I've ever owned. He knows everything before it's going to happen. Oh, he's psychic it. or Isn't something. No, Isn't really. It? He knows everything. They love I mean, Dexter. I, <laughs> I go in the bathroom. I, I'm in my pajamas. I go in the bathroom. Now, I have hangout clothes and I have go out clothes. Sure. Well, when I'm in my hangout clothes, he stays on the bed. The minute I get dressed in my going out clothes, he runs to the door to go with me. Now, how does he know the difference in my wardrobe? <laughs> it's like, look, I, I, I don't know. Dexter knew with, the minute I put on this jacket, he now knows I'm either doing a fan room live show or I have an interview to do. And he automatically knows to just kind of chill on the other side of the house. And he goes there and once in a while, but every show I'm on, he will come over and do that just to make his presence known. As he, well, uh, look, this one's in my home. My mind. He's like yeah. a snack. He craves a little bit of attention. So he's 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 amazing. Oh, what's the that's, that's Astro. Astro. He's my big. Oh, what a cutie! My protector, my bodyguard. So what? you're you're from Philadelphia, right? Yes, sir. I am. Yeah. City of brotherly love. We actually we lived, lived in Doylestown we, we for five years Doyle. and then moved here wow. from Doylestown. I love Center City. I, I grew up. I grew up in Yardley, and then and then we moved over to Newtown. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, so New, uh, yeah, two, two towns away, Yardley. Yeah, I, 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 I spent a lot of fun time in Doylestown. I know a lot of we was a lot of friends from there in high school and all that yeah. cool stuff. Good, so you good restaurants, but there's there's a lot of beautiful towns in that part New of Hope. Pennsylvania. You guys had to be going to New Hope, yeah, all the time, yeah, all the time. Yeah, New Hope. There's a restaurant there called Villa Vida. I would yeah. go, out, we'd go out. My parents would go hang out, have pizza. Frank, Ursula, Teresa, Frank Stallone would be sitting there drinking red wine, eating pizza, having sandwiches. You know, and I still talk to him to this day about that those days. And but yeah, he he loved it back there. He he is a big Philly guy. Well, obviously. Yes, we, obviously. We used to go to the gay bar in New Hope called, I forgot. Yeah, I don't remember either. Eagle, no. No, it's been there for 100 a hundred years. It was a bird. The Phoenix or the, something? The Raven. Oh, the Raven. <laughs> <laughs> and we made a lot of friends there. It was nice. I liked living there. I just didn't like the cold. 
No, the cold, weather, the cold weather is the only negative. Other than that, the land, the grass. Beautiful. Beautiful. I wanted to buy a house on River Road. I fell, mad, oh, I fell madly in love with it, and it was costly, but it was a beautiful big home. Here in L.A., it would be about $4 million. There, yeah, I think they were asking about six or seven. Then we found out that we couldn't live in the house because underneath the house was a grotto of water from the river. The river, yeah, when the river run over. The- it goes underneath the houses. There's a whole yeah. cavern of water, and I got a little spooked with that. Who wants to live in a house that's floating on water? Not unless you're in a houseboat run. That's right. Exactly. So you're bi-coastal, or, though, or, right? Or if you're a mermaid. You're bi-coastal, right? You go to New York, you're in New York and in, in Los Angeles? Absolutely, Jimmy. Yes, sir. Where are you now? Are you in New York or Los Angeles? Uh, West Coast. Okay. We're in Palm Springs, so you got to like love it. So then yeah, – so I read that you uh, – are, are, are you in Palm Springs, California? Or Palm yeah. California. Oh, Palm Springs, California. I love so, it up there. That's where that's – where, they have some great, great stuff up in Palm Springs. All the yeah. hot springs are up there. Yes, so yeah, then, so you're I, born. Well, in, tell me where they are, so I won't be so bored living. Yeah. <laughs> we just can't go out, so Nothing there's no like living to do. in the desert. Oh, where, where are we going with COVID, guys? Nowhere. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, this thing isn't going anywhere for at least another four, five, six months. Maybe another year. You know, it's going to take people. Oh, we're coming to New York in May, so uh, to, to hang so out. Wait, so let's get back to your twenty million. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not mine, Ron. It's my investors. And he's no, I know. But did you have to put out? Because I'm willing to put out for 20 million. <laughs> I'll let you borrow my knee pads after the show, Ron. <laughs> well, that would be a little more than 20 million. <laughs> but anyway. Did you uh, ever play Caroline's? He used to work at He used to play Caroline's. What did he yep. play? He's a comedian. Stand up at Caroline. Yeah, I never. Yeah. No, Caroline. No, I. I did. I did stand up back in the sixties. Uh, you weren't probably. You were a boy then. Uh, no, Caroline came. Born. In, yeah, he's little. He's young. Yeah, that came. Joanna's and Caroline. All those clubs came after me. I played the upstairs, downstairs. I played the uh, all those village places that were wonderful at the time. Yeah, they sure. were straight places with straight and gay audiences so and i did i impersonated jane russell and drag and i did all my jokes about movie in hollywood and and songs i did it was a good show it la- i ran 43 years so I, it, it, I, it, it was it, it, it was an honor for me to work it to, to work at caroline's when, when backstage magazine was still a hot thing and you yep. still you yep, still to cut the articles out. So I cut the article out. I still have it in my office. And uh, the article said, looking for door guy. And uh, I went and I got the job. My, my, my father had said, I, I need to get a job all in New York trying to become an actor and break into to this business. So I, I became the door guy. Lewis met me. I, I had Caroline Hirsch, who owns the club, met me. They said, hire the kid right away. And I, I, I went from being a door guy to Lewis's like right-hand man and not really understanding it. I was so green in the grass at that time. I didn't understand the gift of that whole thing. So it was a very quick run for two years there. And then a comedian came to me and said, hey, you know, JB, you don't have to be standing at the door. You could be on stage. And I ended up uh, creating blue collar comedy with this comedian. And what we would do is we would wrap ourselves around known comedians. So after the show, the nobodies would be somebody's. So that's how we've created blue collar. And then I was the first Barker on the street. You never had people like you see now pre COVID 
running around shoving flyers in people's pockets and briefcases. I was the first one ever to do that in New York City. I would litter the street, litter the subway cars, litter the apartment buildings, Caroline flyers everywhere. And I was bringing people in and on the back, I had my little name, my little my little thing. And they would just say, oh, we got this flyer here and that was more money for me and we'd kill it. And, and, then, and then I invented the Bringer show with this other comedian, which did pretty much destroyed, but also rebuilt the comedy industry in New York City where we would do the blue collar show and we would tell comedians that wanted to become a somebody when they were a nobody and work with the big stars, you can go on stage if you bring a hundred people solid. And if they brought 98 or they brought 97 or they brought 99, my partner would not let them on the stage. It became like this fraternity type of treatment. <laughs> so you might have had 99 people there, one shy of the hundred, and he'd go, you're benched. You're not going on tonight. You'd be like, what? There's 99 people there at $50 a ticket, but you said you were going to bring 100, and we told Louis Ferranda you were bringing 100, and you only brought 99. You ain't going on stage. And we would do it for years, and eventually the clubs caught on, caught on, caught on, and then the Bringer Show became a thing. And now, like, they hated it, and now they love it because all the clubs now are like, well, if you want to try comedy, bring five friends who buy right. two and buy the ticket and now they're doing the bringer thing like it's like whatever so we changed the industry then and it was an honor to be part of that and, well, and, and my the two thrills of my being stand-up comic was my poster was all over new york city on telephone poles on abandoned buildings and it was a a, a drawing or a poster <laughs> of me in drag saying hi sailor <laughs> you know, I mean, real, real classy and then when I left the business, I made the announcement to Caroline, and I don't remember her name, but she worked for the Daily News. She was a, a, a black girl, fabulously beautiful, wonderful girl. And I told her I was leaving the business to go back into doing television and movies. And she put me on page six, which was an absolute thrill, you know, for a stand-up comic to Still have, a thrill to this day to be on page six. I mean, to have a farewell on page six. It was a small mention. You were on page six, weren't you, recently? Uh, three, three, three weeks ago with Sean Kanan from... Yes. From oh, we love our, him. Our good friend, Sean. And I was trying to get him to, at that point, admit that he was coming into season four of Cobra Kai, which is produced by Will Smith and Ralph Macchio and everybody. And this show is, the series is amazing. And if you're a Karate Kid fan, you fall in love with everybody. Again, everybody who's still alive from all the Karate Kid movies are now coming in to Cobra Kai. And this show's great. My good friend Ken Davidian is on that show. And he's so brilliant. He plays the Shylock real estate guy. You know, yes, we know him. We, we met all, we met Ken but, at a at a Oscar party and yeah. Sean actually came but comes Sean, to our house all Sean the time. Sean is a, be a best dear friend of ours. He and his wife Michelle come here. They cook in my kitchen with me. That's how friendly we are. And I know he, I can't say what I know, but he belongs. That's a picture of me when this I this is Ron in drag when I did Jane Russell. Oh, get out of here! Look at you, Ron. As Jane Russell. In fact, that's the picture awesome. they used on the poster where I said, "Hey, sailor," or "Hi, sailor." Um, those were fun days for me because I wasn't getting anywhere in, in in movies. I was too tall to play certain parts and too Italian looking. I don't know what the fuck their problem was. They always had an excuse. Uh, <laughs> my first movie was with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter, that kind of woman. And then that was it. It's the three bear syndrome, Ron. You know, we, we this one's too big. This one's too small. I mean, really? This, this one's too that. This one's like this. You know, it's just, you know. You know 
I, I think it may have been when I went to a go see, I took it over. And I don't think they liked it. They didn't like that. They didn't like that much. You know how many, how many people still really understand what it's like to go to a go see or have somebody say, hey, Ron, we want you to go to a go see. Now it's this like, turn on Zoom. We'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's the, the, new, the new world order. Right. You know, a, a go see, a go see if, if there was a part that you think you could play, there was a thousand people there waiting with you online, outside of the go see, wherever they were shooting it or, or auditioning you. Then after hours of hours, you go in and you stand there and they say stupid things to you like, tell me about yourself. So I wanted to unzip my pants and say, how about, how about if I show you something that you could talk about? You know, they didn't like that. My humor, my, they didn't care for it. I'm serious. They, like, uh, they, they don't understand that. No, or I would say, they say, well, tell me something about yourself. And I'll say, well, I bawled your wife last night and she was happy. <laughs> and they didn't really like that. And I thought it was hilariously funny. After all, Teresa I, likes it. <laughs> I, am a, I am a stand-up comic. And I, what are you hiring me for? I'm here for a comedic role, you stupid fucks. I'm not here to play uh, Dracula. Right? And, that's, and again, Ron, you hit on something in today's world. You know, Lenny Bruce worked hard to give us that freedom on stage. Loved him. Loved him. Adored him. Do you so watch I'm, The Marvelous Miss Maisel? Because he's in it all the time. Yeah, I, they, they call character, not him. The, uh, they, the, marvelous Mrs., the Marvelous Miss Maisel people have been trying to get me on the show for two years now. It's this is a huge honor. This is this is still going on. And they call they call not Mitch, my other agent, Lorna, and and they're like, we want Jay on the show. They just did this a couple of weeks ago. Like, we want Jay on the show. And they're like, well, Jay's out in LA, and they're like, well, we still want him on the show, but we don't want him to fly. We don't want him to fly in because COVID, and we don't want to deal with all that. So now, like because COVID, I would have actually this would have been a, a like just a couple of weeks ago. I would have filmed for them because they're filming some stuff, and they called again. Uh, you need to go back well, to New York. You, you know, you could do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ron, they probably don't want to pay for your airfare. They're cheap, you know. No, it's not that they're worried. It's about the COVID. It's the once COVID. you get there, you got to sit there for two weeks. You can't. You're not allowed to do things once you fly in. You're right. not supposed to do wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Oh, when we go, wait, wait, wait. hold it, hold it. Stop. Stop in the name of love. You mean when we go to New York, we can't? Well, see we're anybody? not. We're not going on a movie set, so we're going to New York for vacation. Oh, so it doesn't matter. But if you're going to work, oh. you, you have to be quarantined before you go oh, in. Quarantine. Uh, I think that's this point like there's there's some things in place that they'd have to do and that's going to put them behind schedule for somebody for three scenes it's not worth it for them so again you know they'll come back around but th that that's on the plate it's actually say, say hi real quick Wait a minute. i'm going to screw them because a friend of mine said he wants me in one of his movies that they're shooting in new york i have no intention of telling them i just flew in it doesn't matter it's in india it doesn't matter totally different when you do okay. indie <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jay, the, we have a we have a, a lady in the chat room. Her name is Teresa, which she keeps writing what a fabulous face you have and how wonderful. So say hi to Teresa because she's like one of the coolest ladies on the planet. Hi, hi, Teresa. Thank you so much. These, those are very nice words and beautiful, beautiful things to to hear. And and, 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 and to and to brag for Jay, you guys. So Jay has been named several times in the top one hundred most fabulous, inspiring, relevant, influential people who today define New York City. Wow. Um, and I, what, three times, right? I think three times or four times? Five, five. five times. Holy shit, I fucked five. that one up. Yeah, five, 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 five times. That, that's another huge honor. That's, that's George Wayne 
former celebrity scribe, most sought after uh, celebrity scribe and, 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 and writer in the world, formerly from Vanity Fair magazine. He did that while he was still with Vanity Fair magazine, which was really super exciting. And then he came out with his book, uh, Anybody Who's Anybody. And he's got Dolph Lundgren holding the book up and all these other amazing celebrities and all of his friends. And it just, it, it, that's a huge honor too, because he is, he is, he is a film industry icon. He Absolutely. Is, Wait, he, I want to, so, so you still can become a, you can still become a big shot in New York. You don't have to move to L.A. to be famous. You can do correct. it in New York. I did it. I, I I cut my teeth in New York. I, I it's not wasn't my first stent coming out to 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 L.A. and failing. I, I came out to the to the West Coast two year two times prior and failed miserably with my tail in between my legs running back to the East Coast. So finally, when when things happened in about two thousand and ten. Uh, in New York City, and I really broke, and that's when I met Jeff Krause, and things started to happen, and those guys were involved with a club called the Chelsea Room, which we have the greatest stories of forever, and I was always at the Chelsea Room, and there were red carpet events, and we would bring people in, and that's when it all started to happen. The paparazzi started to catch on and take photos, and then I ended up in the Getty, and then in the Wire, and then everybody was inviting me to red carpet events, and you go to those events, and that's where you're rubbing shoulders and making more business happen. A lot of people think you know those events get fucked up and party, and that's really not what it is. In the beginning, it's okay. Nah. But those parties are really for networking for the next job. We love it. We, 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 go to we, do it all, we got all of them in L.A., and we, we love I, it. I, if I tell you COVID. We're invited to so many events in L.A. that we don't go because, first of all, you couldn't. And secondly, some of them are not that great. But, <laughs> but, we, go, no, but we go to all the good red carpet events. And we meet all kinds of people. And right. it, it, they are very, very... And we also get a lot of guests for our show that way. Yeah. We get a lot of guests. Exactly. 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 So, now, so now, what are you all about? What do you mean? That's a, that's a very... Oh, well, hang on, because I have stuff I got to do, because we only have a few more minutes. All right, it's a New York expression. What no. are you all about? No, he's an actor. He's a producer. No, no, he's no, a no, comedian. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. Like, what are you all about? Meaning, what's, what is your values, your life, your children? Uh, we don't have time for that married, right now. Not, you know, what, what, is, what is it? Just theater, Hollywood, New York movies? Is that all, it? all I've ever wanted to do is be in this business and do what I'm doing right now, and I'm blessed to have this show, Fanroom Live, www.fanroomlive.com. Go check it out with Cedric. And Stacy Toy and Jeff and we're going to give a shout out to them. We're going to talk about that. But I so want to. Then you're you're not interested in wife and children in a house in the country. Uh, I'm not. I'm not in a position enough that's going to be fair for them. While I'm still just really coming into thirty years of trying to break into this business, five times being homeless, everybody telling you to go fuck yourself. You're not good enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. That blah 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 blah. blah. And there's a stability that 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 a, a, a partner would want to have. No matter what, and this business is like this, and I'm still going like this in it, and it's still wavy. Let the movie get off the ground. Let that come out. Let other things happen. Let the show evolve. Let kind of this dust settle of the the the, the mishigas, as they say in the Yiddish, the yeah. craziness of the business. This way, I can be giving in that relationship, and not only as a partner financially, but also as a partner mentally, psychologically, and emotionally, where I'm not so pulled to one side. Right now, I'm married to the business, 100%. I dream, eat, poop, live, breathe. This is all that it's about. It's never changed since I was a little kid, and it won't until I've gotten to a place where like, okay, cool. Now, now you've answered my question. What are you all about? There you go. You did a good job. So hold on. 
I want to I want to brag a little bit more than we want to talk about Fan Room Live. So you guys, uh, he's worked on some cool movies, Murder by Numbers, the blue collar blue blue collar comedy tour, the movie, which I guess that's because you came up with the blue collar comedy blue collar comedy tour. Yeah, and, and then Jeff Foxworthy took it over with Larry the Cable Guy and all those. Yeah, guys. that's freaking like awesome. Also, Collateral Damage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was in a movie called Affluenza, which I didn't see it, but I love. But Steve Gutenberg's been on our show. Grant Gustin, Samantha Mathis. He's got his own. He's got his own uh, movie that he's working on called Subway, where he's the actor, the writer, the executive producer. It's called Subway, the movie. It's the, and, airplane, uh, it's the airplane of 2021, 2022. Yes. Steve Gutenberg put me in Affluenza's. He's one of my dear friends and mentors, and he gave me credibility in this business. And I'm a cool him. guy. He's such a cool guy. And, the, and, and you don't have a part for me in that movie, you fuck. <laughs> in Subway, you want to, you could be in Subway. You both could be in Subway. No, no, he doesn't act. I'm a I'm a New Yorker. I'm an Ita- I'm an Italian Jew from New York. What, right. what, where could you get better than that? You, you can't. So you could be in Subway. There is an actual role in there that's perfect for you. Let's uh, do it. And I know that my, my my film writing partner Bob, if he's watching this, is laughing his ass off right now. And in his head, he's screaming at the computer, going, "He can play." Blah 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 blah. So yeah, right. You could be. Hey Bob, say hi, Bob. Now listen. Uh, say now, Bob, now, now listen. Hi, Bob. Listen to me. Now listen. I'm serious. This is very important to me. All right, I, I, I would like. I would like. My script is called the gift of the the, the gift of magic. I I hope Lainey Kazan is going to be the star playing with me in it. It's about a Jewish broad who finds the trick of magic. Uh, you can't she's, explain she's it. You can't explain it because you're wrecking yeah, things. No, she, she, I, do you have a part in that movie for me? Yes. Absolutely. I have 43 characters in that movie. <laughs> I want to be one of the top 10 characters. I don't want to be at the bottom. Uh, well, six of the six have been filled already. Six have been so filled. So we can get you in the top 10. What about seven, eight, nine, and 10? No, no, no. I have a very good part for you. Tremendous amount of dialogue. And you know what? You could handle it. It's a fast talker. Uh, you play a... Um, I can't say you can't what. tell. I you, can't tell. He tells but, two people too much shit, and then no, I don't give a shit. That a cop. <laughs> Nobody can copy the script because they they didn't live in Brooklyn. They weren't a Jew in the mafia. I'm I'm talking from experience. <laughs> and, I, and, I'm, and, I'm a, and I'm a Jew who's ran into the mafia in Hollywood too many yeah. times. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this, this, this is none. Nothing in my movie is bullshit. None of it's made up. He's a based on true actor people and true story. I changed the names. I'm in. I'm in, I'm in to help you. And we'll talk about it afterwards because I absolutely I, I like you. Who's looking for a specific action film with that type of grit and that type of feel? So let's discuss it afterwards. Take a look at everything, and, and there we'll, you go. Absolutely, you know, we'll talk about it. So we want to give some shout outs to Jeff Krause and Stacy Toy and everybody at Fan Room Live. Talk about a little bit about because uh, we really brought you on to talk about Fan Room Live. Also, we've got a, a little bit of time left. So how did you get involved with Fan Room Live? Uh, Jeff Krause, who's my best friend of over 20 years, uh, called me on the phone, said, do you want to be part of this thing called Fan Room Live? We're doing this, 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 and that. And uh, I said no immediately and hung up. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then he called me back a couple months later and he said, hey, you sure you don't want to be part of this? And I said, no, I'm not sure of anything. Um, and we're now into this pandemic and I, I, I do want to be part of it because at that point I understood it. I, I didn't understand it at first and then it took me a minute to understand what it was about. So uh, Jeff Krause brought me in. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer uh, brought me in with his blessing. Mitch Krause, who's also my agent, brought me in. Those guys created and, and produced the show. They brought me on as a producer and the host. And then we brought in now uh, Stacy Toy to co-host the show with us, which is a huge blessing. She's phenomenal. Love her. Uh, I love her to death. We all love her to death. 
Um, so, so Stacy's incredible, but, but, but the honor with, 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 with being able to work with Cedric and him, you know, really having this, cause he really had a say in whether I came on this show or not. And I was part of it. And for him to have, you know, done the Hollywood evaluation, so to speak and go, yeah, okay, cool. He let, let's have him on. And then it, it, it opened up to what it did it is a blessing. And the show's really turned into something none of us thought it would be. It, we thought it was going to be very basic, fans meeting celebrities, jumping off, and, and that was it. And, and that's not what it's turned into. It's turned into a very intimate and, and very personable experience where you are getting one-on-one with a celebrity like we are now. You're in your home. I'm in mine. And people are bonding and they're becoming friends and they're going offline with it. There are moments that happen when they meet their, 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 their favorite celebrity or, or somebody that's really impacted their life in a beautiful way. We've had tear-jerking moments with A.J. Barrera, the, the, the celebrity medium, come on and people rekindling with lost and loved ones on the other side. And, and I had tested him with, with – I called my Mimi, my grandmother, and I said, give me a question to ask this psychic to see if he's full of shit or not. I want to I see if this guy's for real. And uh, I asked him a question. There was no way this guy could have known the answer to at all. And he knew. And I knew right then and there this guy was the real deal. So there were beautiful moments there. Jake the Snake, amazing moments there. Um, it's just been an amazing experience of the whole show and a huge honor. And, and you, had, you had Leland Sklar on because we've had him on our show several times. You had love, Morgan Fairchild I on. Love Leland. Morgan, you had Cedric the Entertainer. Morgan Morgan's an incredible human being. I, I, I so you, you never know what to expect when you meet people. She's the coolest. We're not friends, and and she's just so great. And and yeah, Leland was on just the last show. He's a phenomenal human we being. Love, we what, love what, him. What a beautiful heart. What a beautiful person. Beautiful and, man. And he really allowed everyone to get in at him. But there aren't people on that show grabbing at you to get out of the way to get their selfie and get their autograph and bullshit around. You don't have that pressure, so you really get to speak to someone. And you really get to express and have that emotional connection. Leland was a, a perfect example of that as well because he really sat there and he really gave himself to every single person until everybody was done. They all had said what they wanted to say far and beyond what they were supposed to or even really technically per the form of the show allowed to go further into. He really was like, cool, let's just do this. And he well, gave back that way. Our, our audience Leland, loves him. Leland, incredible. I, I don't call Leland one of our guests. I call him one of our buddies right. because we bonded. Uh, we are privately in touch with each other sure. off of show business. Uh, he's just an incredibly wonderful guy with a tremendous heart. I agree with everything you've said. He's a wonderful guy. So you guys, it's Fan Room Live. Uh, and, and you can, I want to watch this show. How do I you, get it? You go no, to no, Fan Room. Wait, wait, wait. Hold it. You stupid people like me that don't know their asses from their elbow or how to find shit like this. How simplify it. Make it like you're in a nursing home talking to old people. Like Zubnish. how do I how do I get to see your show? Zubnish. Zubby Zub Okay. Uh, all, all, all the Jews are laughing at that. W I'm laughing at it too. W dot Wait, wait, go to ww dot dot I already am lost. Okay, just let him do it. You do it. Fanroomlive.com. All you old bags out there, did you get that? It's it's very much fun, you guys. It's a great way to like get to talk to your favorite celebrity. Um, it's a lot of fun. Upcoming up is Paul White. Any wrestling fans, you know Paul White was is the only wrestler ever to fight, I guess, a, a heavyweight champion or whatever, a, a boxing champion, Floyd Mayweather. Um 
Uh, I don't really watch boxing all so much, but I actually went and watched it like uh, what's on YouTube to see it just because like uh, it was brought to my attention. He's a really cool guy, you guys. And Paul White, he's like the, one of the biggest guys like in Hollywood. He's like seven foot something tall, he's seven like, foot. He's like the next Andre the Giant. Yeah, he's like seven foot two, I think, or something, you guys. Um, he's huge. He's a bodyguard. He's for hire. He's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be I'd like to be that famous to need one. <laughs> It'd be fun. But anyway, it's really cool, you guys. Um, everybody get tickets are on the 28th. There's also an event on the 26th. But if you go to Fan Room Live, you can see all everything that's going on. You can also follow Fan Room Live on Twitter. They just set it up, so we're trying to get it built up. So follow at Fan Room Live. Also follow J Benjamin Jay Benjamin. And yep. uh also Jay Benjamin, you guys, uh he uh, did something. He went into a grocery store in Las Vegas and took a video of a lady not wearing a mask, asking her, like, how come she's not wearing a mask? And she got nasty with him and blew on him. And he released a video on TikTok and it got like half a million views. And it's so still, now it's still pumping, Jimmy. And, and, it's, and it's, it's a weird story with that. I wasn't looking for it. It was the third person in the store in 11 minutes of trying to buy cream cheese for a half a dozen bagels I had bought. I just wanted the damn cream cheese. And, and, and every time someone came there, she'd put the mask and stick it back in the purse. And then, you know, I turned to her and said, you really should wear a mask. We're all going to get sick. And, and you could get sick. Everyone would get sick. And she just totally carried out on me and went totally ballistic and then she decided to cough knowingly purposely cough covid on me to which i was so shaken by it i literally couldn't get anything out of my mouth but you're a dumb bitch and i regret <laughs> and i regret saying those words but if i was a woman i would have knocked her fucking teeth in for coughing <laughs> And if it were I, and you have no right in a place where there's a mass mandate and, and it's a state mandate, you have no right to not wear a mask, no matter who you are, no matter what you think, no matter what your political views are, no matter what anything is, wear the mask. We are all at risk. You're at risk. There's mutant strains. Again, it's not political. It's not personal. A person, it's not personal at all. And as Biden will say, and everybody else will say, See something, say something. And we can't be afraid to say something to protect all of us. It's not being selfish. It's being careful for everybody. Same with the Asian so folks. Beat on now. Hang on, Jimmy. The Asian, the Asian hate crimes and all of these things going on, it's got to stop. Enough is enough is enough. There's no need for this. Every, like, everyone said, 85% love me for the video. 15% are like, why'd you have to film her? Why'd you do Because she was the third person. She coughed on me. And you know what? She was going down her own aisle. If she would have just kept going down her own aisle and said, fuck off, stop filming you, that would have been the end of it, right? But no, she was going down the aisle, decided to turn around, come towards me purposely, as you can see in the video, to school me on why I swallowed the Kool-Aid and I must be a Democrat. So COVID's a hoax. And then purposely caught COVID on me. And while saying that, admitting she had COVID. So who swallowed the Kool-Aid? Oh, my gosh. In the chat, in the, in the chat room, they're saying Jay's on a roll. Let me tell you something. You know what I would have done to that bitch? If she blew on me, I would, have grabbed, I would have grabbed my dick in my pants and said, honey, do blow this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to go to jail. Ron. Wait, wait. And then I would have said on second thought. I won't do well in rock. Wait, I would have said on second thought, your mouth's probably full of syphilis, so don't I, blow me. Don't blow me, and I won't do well in prison. So, <laughs> but I then would have said to her, "But, but I'm over, I'm over seventy, and I, I took the shot, so I, I can't get it from you. But guess what? I could carry it and give but it to you. But there's other strains. Right. 
you could be, yeah, you could be asymptomatic. You know what I mean? And and you bring up a good point, by the way. You notice how when AIDS came out, they're like, oh, wear a condom. COVID's out. Wear three masks. I don't hear anyone telling me what to do on my next one night stand after not being late in a year for being in quarantine. Am I wearing two condoms, three condoms? What am I doing? I have no sexual instructions. I'm lost. And I don't even know what it tastes like anymore. So. You need three condoms and six masks. Or do it the old fashioned way pull out, pull out. That's the same. <laughs> So you guys, so you can follow Jay on on TikTok though. You guys, one video made him a TikTok star. You guys, so like follow there, him on. Who are you, who are you on TikTok? Is it just Jay Benjamin? Same as Instagram, Mister Jay Benjamin, because somebody stole my name and I, I changed my name from J J A Y to J A E because twenty years ago nobody used that. So I figured, you know, with an E next to you know the it elongates the sound of the A, so it made it like J. And then like Jimmy when he first met me, he's like, "Are you like a jaw? Are you like a? Are you Asian?" <laughs> what, are you? what are you? Do I get a fortune cookie? When I actually is- like the name Jai, though. For me, like the Jai, that's like a sexy like name or whatever. Do, 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 do you want to call me Jai and make me feel sexy to you? <laughs> I'm terrible with names. He's Normally, when we do names. the show, if somebody comes on, I'll say as we're before I do the introduction, I'll say, "How do you pronounce your name?" You know, so I get it right. I mean, and then really. even then, halftime, I fuck it up anyway. But <laughs> that's, that's part that's of the fun great. of the show, though. That's because Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy was born and raised in Palm Beach, Florida. I'm from New York. When you're a New Yorker, you understand everybody's last name because everybody has an ethnic different last name. So we know how to pronounce those ethnic names. But all Jimmy can pronounce is Smith, Jones, and white and brown and green, names like that. Because but not, that's, that's but not, all the- But not Kupalapitz. Or no, because that's all the no. all the Goyim, all the Goyim down there, that's all- all the I am though. I'm yes. I'm a native Floridian. What can I do? So he don't. Well, now, now you guys are in Palm Springs. Now you guys are in Palm Springs. I'm gonna have to come see you guys up in Palm Springs. And oh, no, we're gonna see you. And listen, I'm making a date with you. We're gonna see you in May in New York. We're coming in. He's in. Coming. He's in L.A. though. No, but I'll, fly, I'll fly. I'll look if I if I have the vaccine and I can fly in, I'll definitely come in and hang hang with everybody. You yeah, me. I'm hoping that I can get it before we go. But also, though, now that we know you, when we get our red carpet well, events that we L- get invited L- to, we can get you put on the list with us to go with oh, us. Wait, you're in L.A. You. Yeah. Well, then we'll see you in L.A. before we anytime. We we go to L.A. a lot. I'll be going in a lot now to be with Laney because I want to go to that deli on Ventura Boulevard in Sherman yeah. Oaks. Is that I have to have a chopped liver on a bagel with a nice cup of coffee for a change. I'm the only Jew who can't eat chopped liver or whitefish. I can't. It's too fishy for me. Like, like no fish. I don't eat at all, any kind. But chopped liver, I love. Sure about that. A good chopped liver on a bagel. Forget about it. So anyway, you guys. So we gotta like. do one more time with the Fan Room Live. Everybody, check out fanroomlive.com with Paul White, March 28th. Uh, follow Jay on Instagram. It's Mr. Jay Benjamin. Remember, Jay is J-A-E. And on Twitter, he's J- at J Benjamin, J-A-E. And on and, TikTok, uh, Mr. Jay Benjamin. And go ahead and see that video if you want. But just know that uh, I'm doing the right thing to save all of us and be respectful for everybody. This wasn't uh, – I wasn't looking for – anyone the film it wasn't some nefarious thing this was out of i couldn't believe the store manager wouldn't do anything for the third time in 11 minutes while buying cream cheese to stop this from happening and this covid spreader from purposely spreading covid which is horrific so yeah, i yeah. i pretty much lost my, my jay jay, jay you have to you have to keep one thing in mind ahead, there are many women in new york city who haven't gotten laid in 10 years 
and they are evil because they want the bone so much. He was in Las Vegas, though. It was in, this is happening. That this happened in Vegas. Okay, so there are so many women in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go though. We gotta Who go. haven't had a man in ten years? She like, saw Ron, you. Ron, Ron's mad, baby. Just a waste. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> she, she, she saw you. She saw you. Listen to me. Listen to my story. She saw you. She, go, she checked out your crotch. She desired, and she was frustrated because she knew she never could have you. That's why she was mean to you. This is. There you go. I love this. I love that interpretation. There and you that's go. That's exactly why it happened. We got to go. Listen, Jay, we're going to see you. Yeah, we're going to see you soon. We're going to see you soon. I'll, I'm working with Sadie Katz. She's one of my producers. So I'll be going and work with Sadie a lot. You got to love it. I'm honored. I'm honored by both of you. Thank you so much for having no, me. On. We'll introduce you to a lot of nice. We'll introduce Absolutely, you. Jay. We will introduce you to a lot of nice VIP people here. We know a lot of good people here. I would be very, very honored and Believe me, this is a dream for me. All of this and all of for me too. About it, it really means a lot yes. to me. That I don't have the verbiage, the vernacular right now. Oh, and I, and I'm happy that you're going to give me three million from your twenty million. <laughs> I, can't be, I couldn't be happier. You all should, right, you shouldn't want for more, as they say, right? All <laughs> right, Jay, thank you so more. much. We'll see you Jay, soon. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye. See you, Ron. See you uh, soon, bye-bye. sweetie pie. He's a dog. That's so He's fabulous. He's an absolute piece of mensch. All right, everybody. So now our next guest is in the green room. We're bringing him in. Hello, hello, Ron. Say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Hey, guys. I'm here. Oh, that's perfect. We really can hear you. That's very exciting. All right. Uh, we had a great time with our first guest. We're going to have a great time with you. Let me get uh, uh, our uh, great intro for everything going up. So now, everybody, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Speaker, self-help, author, life coach, and world martial art champion, and actor, Ron Thomas. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I am super excited because, like, I'm a huge uh, fan of what you do. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. How are you? Did you know that the name Ron – actually, I I have to rephrase that – all men named Ron are magnificently handsome and well hung. Did you know that? I, I did know that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so how are you, Ron? <laughs> we've never had a Ron. I think you are my first Ron. I don't know if we've ever had. We've a never Ron. had a Ron guest. I've always been. Really? The, I've only been the only Ron. So change your name. Let's call you Ro. Okay. <laughs> so we we have a chat room full of people. So first, do me a favor. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody. And Oh, and B just joined us from Germany. We have literally like 15 countries in the chat room, so uh, it's always wow. a lot of fun. So, uh, And then I have a special request. Somebody sent me a message before we even got on the air, and uh, his name is uh, – her name is Artist Miss Kim. She has a son named Kelly who's a huge Cobra Kai fan, so can you just say, hey, Kelly, how you doing? Nice to meet you or something. <laughs> hey, Kelly. How are you? You uh, you have a no mercy type of day, all right? That's from Pastor Bobby, not a priest. <laughs> I love it. That was great. You're very good looking. Get off my show. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, first of all, if you want to follow Ron in social media, he's on Twitter. He's at Sensei Ron Thomas on Instagram. He's the real Ron Thomas, and his website is senseironthomas.com. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to talk about lots of cool things, but the first thing I want to like bring up, because I had no idea. So when you did the Karate Kid, you were already taking karate. I had no idea that you were actually a really a world champion karate person. Um, 
I just figured you were an actor playing like Karate Kid. And then like when we bring you on the show and I read your website, I read every page and I looked all over. And I was like, holy moly, like he's actually like could kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I wasn't a world champion at the time that, that came later, but I was a black belt. And um, the funny thing is that when I got the audition for the Karate Kid, my agent said, don't talk about your martial arts. And I said, what did the, the thing's called Karate Kid, which, by the way, is a stupid title, but, you know, I, I still think it is, but uh, I definitely thought it was back then. But anyway, um, yeah, they said don't talk about it because they want to focus on your acting. They're going to train you in martial arts every day with this guy named Pat Johnson. So just if they bring it, if they ask you about it, tell them. But other than that, just keep it hush hush. So nobody on the set really knew my expertise and my that I had a black belt until about six weeks into rehearsals. Oh my God, that's so and cool. Then you, and you kicked their asses in rehearsal, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you floored them all. You floored every one of them. Yeah. Actually, Pat Johnson wouldn't allow any of that stuff because he didn't want anybody getting hurt. But uh, we definitely had a lot of fun in rehearsing for this show. For I sure. have to tell you, like, I'm a, I'm a huge. Okay, so. Wait a minute, I'm a little in the dark. Which karate kid are you in? The first, okay, he's in so the then very. You were with the one with Sean Kanan. No, that's Karate Kid 3. Oh, he's in 3. He's in he's in the first karate kid. Actually, he's in and he's in the second karate kid at the very beginning of the karate kid. And now he's in Cobra Kai, the number one show in the world. And Sean Kanan might be in that also. Might be, but nobody's allowed to say well, that. Well, they better put Sean in there. You know Sean Kanan? I do know Sean Kanan. We're buddies. Oh, he, yeah. he, he's one I of our best him. friends. He, he like comes over. We live in Palm Springs and he has a house here and he comes. Oh, shut up, dog. And he comes over all, all the time and for Christmas and holidays and stuff. So we get along great with he's him. One of our he's one of our friends. good friends. Our dog is barking because somebody's walking outside. Um, so so, with, so he's with the first Karate Kid. And actually, we met Ralph Macchio um, uh, at the High Strong movie premiere in L.A. where we were the, the doing the interviews. Him. And so Ron interviewed him on the red carpet. And, and then before COVID, um, we were at a, a red carpet Oscar party or something and met Martin Cove. Um, Everybody was super nice. I've always been a huge fan. I've got like all the Karate Kid like action figures that you don't have your own Funko Pop yet, do you? From the no. Karate Kid, they need to. No. We need to put a campaign together for that. Like I have the Ralph Macchio and the William Zabka, and I have the Martin Cove doll, and all because I collect action figures of people who come on the show. So you need to get, uh, and we need to get you one. I'm trying to get Sean Kanan one too, um, from yeah. Karate Kid Three. Yeah, and I, I have agree. A, I have a friend Dresha doll. <laughs> I have hundreds, literally. I have like like hundreds and hundreds of action figures. Um, yeah, so hold they, on, have let's go. they have that stuff out there. Bobby Brown has uh, gotten the shaft. I know um, that's not fair. <laughs> for, for all these years, but yeah, I don't know why. I have no clue. I, I think it's terrible. So so first of all, you guys. So Ron was in the first Karate Kid. He's actually the he was actually the Cobra Kai guy though, who was like kind of cool. Uh, like you weren't like the totally assholey one, right? You were like the one who was kind of like nice. Right. Bobby Brown was the good guy, bad guy. Yeah, was, the good guy, bad guy. Yeah, he, he, he knew when the line was being pushed and being crossed and he wasn't afraid to stand up to his friends or even his sensei at one point to, uh, you know, to let him know that he's had enough, man. So Bobby was the level headed one. And um, hence, you know, leading into Cobra Kai, the series now, it makes sense that he became a pastor. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And you're so yeah. you're so good in it. And I know you can't tell us if you're in it more, but I hope you get to be in it a whole bunch more because I love it when you're on the screen. I love the way the whole series is bringing back all the all the people from all the different ep- like all the different movies uh, on yeah. the actual show. And it's got something for all of us old people who remember, you know, the originals. And it's got something new for all the Speak new people for yourself when you say. Right. Old. OK, I'll speak. for Actually, Ron's 80. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. He'll be 81 in May. Oh, my God. I forgot. Why'd you remind it's just me? It's a number. It's just a number. That's oh, right. I know that. I mean, I feel 20. I look 30 and I'm going to live to be another 100 years. There you go. I got to love it. So tell us a little bit of something about um, the first Karate Kid, because I've seen the movie like like hundreds of times. Uh, like I, I'm just like weird like that because I I always like liked it so much back then before I even was in entertainment. You know, it was like a movie that I always liked a lot. And and for my generation, uh, like I'm a kid of the '80s, so for us, that's like one of the like you know defining mo- movies of the '80s. It's like The Breakfast Club. You know, there's like a handful of movies that are that are like the movies of that generation. And The Karate Kid is one of them, and you're a big part of that. So how was that for you at the time? And how old were you when when that was going on? Oh, I think I, I, I think I got the part when I was 20, I was playing 17, you know, um, 20, maybe turned 21. I don't remember exactly, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been back then at the time, it was an incredible experience. I was working with the Academy Award winning director, John Appleton, who won an Academy Award for Rocky, um, I was working with his cinema, cinematographer, James Crabe, who was Academy Award winning cinematographer, um, you know, Jerry Weintraub, the producer, yeah. you know, I mean, he was the God of Hollywood at the time. Yes. We actually- I, I, knew, I knew him years ago, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love Jerry. He, we used to call him God, actually. He, <laughs> he'd pull up on the set in a white Rolls Royce with you know, his driver and everything. Oh, here comes God. <laughs> um, you know, and it was an amazing experience. Uh, we didn't know it was going to have the global impact that it had, you know, filming it. Um, but I just knew that I was working with world-class talent, you know, actors and, and directors and everybody behind the scene in front of the camera. And we were just having so much fun and the energy was great. And, um, you know, it speaks to why we've all remained friends all the, all of these years. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Like, did uh, you, did you guys, did you guys remain friends? Now that Cobra Kai's back, you're seeing everybody again and you're meeting everybody again, but did you guys stay in contact in the 20, whatever years that was actually like 20, like 30 30 years. (laughs) Yeah. Three decades, three and a half decades later. Yeah. No, we, we are, have been friends the whole time. We've been to weddings and funerals and we've traveled together and hung out and Christmas parties and you name it. We've uh, you know, we've definitely are still really good friends. And um, so you know, for the for most of us, for most of the cast, I um, love that. Yeah, it's been, it's been one of the biggest blessings of the whole thing is the friendships. Um, that we're really tight, really tight with William Zapka and Marty Cove and Tony O'Dell, and um, you know, Chad McQueen. When I see him every now and then, but I haven't seen him for a while. And then Rob Garrison, of course, we lost him. Yes, unfortunately, but, uh, he, and he had moved off, away from the LA area and be, had been living, you know, on the back east so we i didn't get to see him as much as i did marty and billy and uh tony but um and even ralph we you know we've remained friends i love sure. it i love yeah. it my my three favorite movies from the 80s the lost boys the breakfast club 
um, and Karate Kid. Those are like my th- my three like go to movies. Whenever yeah. I'm in a shitty mood, I watch them and I think it's great. And and uh, and even though even though the Cobra Kai are like the bad guys, I like I like it. And in the new season, at the end of the third season, I love the way Hawk went back now to the original to the original like group uh, as opposed to the Cobra Kai group because Hawk's my favorite of the young ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, they're they're a group of really talented young actors for sure. Oh, absolutely, um, but, and uh, and it's just yeah, Jacob's a good little actor playing Hawk. And what is how, how has that been now to come back into? Because uh, I know that you do a lot of other things that aren't haven't been so much acting, at least according to your IMDb until now. Again, like you had a you have a little bit of a gap in there. How is it to to? be popular in this popular movie and then you go on and you still do all these fabulous things coming back and being in the, the number one show. That's like in the, like the biggest show in the world. Right. It's um, well, it's awesome. I've always loved acting. I started acting when I was 11 years old, I was doing stage productions and, and musicals and, you know, and then I moved to Hollywood and, I, and I've always loved the industry and the craft of acting. And um, so for me, it's, it's magical, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome just to be back on the set and, and working and, and just doing that part of, uh, what I do, you know, for sure. And it's a little surreal as well, because I was even having dinner with Billy Zapka. Um, and I'm like, have you wrapped your head around what's happened here? <laughs> you know, we, you know, like Ralph Macchio said, the Karate Kid franchise has caught lightning in a bottle two times. Um, yes which is just really unheard of. And decades later, here we are, thanks to streaming media and, and you know, Netflix and YouTube and whatever. And it's just um, surreal to, uh, to see and to experience and to be part of what's happened on a global, you know, on a global scale. It's just, what can I say? It's amazing. And I'm all well, If a film is good, it never gets old, you know. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. And the 80s, like you said, the 80s were, they're just a magical time. Um, Absolutely. And the music, I mean, everything that they've done, I mean, they've done such a good job with it, you know, by bringing back all the 80s music in it and bringing back all the characters. I can't wait to see. I mean, I know all the rumors of who's supposed to be coming out in season four. I can't wait to see who actually is in it and who's not. I think it'll be a blast. As long as Sean Kanan is in it, I'll I'll watch. If he's not in it, (laughs) I'm going to walk in front of the studio with a sign saying, boycott this show. (laughs) Do not ever watch it because Sean Kanan's not in it. It's not his generation. It's my generation. I freaking like love it. So here, so you guys, here's some other stuff. Wait a minute. Sean is so good looking he graces the screen i mean you could put him in, in a crappy movie and the movie gets better that's one thing about so Cobra Kai. everybody these, in it's if good these looking producers have any kind of brains in their ass they will put him in that he's always pushing sean kane well, you know why because sean is a damn good actor he's not a soap opera he's an actor have you seen studio city and what he's created and his wife michelle writing for it they are wonderful talented a gang of people and sean belongs in that movie because it's a tv he, series whatever the fuck it is <laughs> you know, but he, I, I, I don't even like those movies i never watched them i have no idea what you're talking about i've seen it all That's of them why i'm quiet i don't like karate i don't like people beating up people i don't like jujitsu stuff flipping people around stupid to me and i don't like those sort of movies i'm being honest i will watch it now because i know you and i certainly will watch it if sean is in it and Ralph Macho, who you interviewed. Yeah, Ralph was okay. Well, he was a little stiff. I'm not nuts about him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
a nice, nice guy, but he's not my best friend. Tell, but, tell us how you really feel. I'm not I, sure. I thought he always does. No, no, he's a nice guy. No, 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 he's a very nice fellow. He's very yeah. respectful and very polite, but he's not the warmest person I've ever met. Uh, Sean Kanan is my buddy. He's my friend. And you're a nice guy. And if you two are not in those TV series, I'm going to just badmouth them. <laughs> I think you should check in with Sean. Uh, you know, I'll call him after this interview and see if he needs a new agent. I think you, yeah. you, can't, you can't. Sean is filming. He's right filming his movie right I, now. I, 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 can, I can call him, though. Oh, I can call him. Yeah, we can call him. Yeah, too. He might be, no, he might be we on, love it. You're right. I'm actually because be I do some publicity stuff for him. I'm a publicist is we how I support him. myself. We just love him and his and, wife, uh, and his wife. And I actually I don't know if you know, but he wrote a book, Success Factor X, and yeah. it went to number one on Amazon. And I wrote the foreword for it. Um, oh, did so, you? Okay. Did, you yeah. ever meet, did you ever meet his wife, Michelle? I've met Michelle. Sure. I've been out to his house in Palm Springs, actually. Oh, yeah. oh next time to come to Palm well, Springs, let us know. Yeah, you'll all come yeah. over here. We'll make a pasta. Yeah, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have an Italian dinner. So let's go back, yeah. though. So some of the other things we could have seen, you guys might have seen Ron Thomas is The Big Bet, Night Screams, Race for the Poles, The Extendables. And then, so how did you become a world? So you must have trained your ass off after The Karate Kid. You've made the movies. You know, you're a black belt in karate, but there's a big difference between going from a like a, a black belt to becoming a world martial arts champion, I would imagine. <laughs> yes. And I, I, well, I'm a black belt in jujitsu, uh, not, not karate actually. Okay. Okay. And my sensei is one of one of, I lost him a couple years ago, but he was one of the premier jujitsu instructors in the world. And he, at some point um, was got affiliated with the United States sports jujitsu team. And then uh, later on was, asked to be their coach and I was asked to be their trainer and I was asked to be on the team. And so that's kind of how I got involved with, um, you know, on a world level competing against other countries, you know, uh, representing the United States. Um, so, you know, but, uh, there's, there's so many different, you know, um, organizations and martial arts organizations and forms of karate, et cetera. Uh, that you could become a world champion, quote unquote, in, you know. Okay. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, for those of you out there like me who are not karate fans because it's not our thing, do these uh, movies have stories away from the karate or is it always where they're on a, a canvas beating each other up? I mean, is there like a, a storyline? Of course. Oh, I I have to watch one. I may like it. You would like it. You'd like you saw Actually, the first Karate Kid. Well, I want to watch. Yeah. The, I want to see the first one with Sean. That's no. That's the third one. Third one with Sean. You no, need to watch the first one with Ron. Well, he's about twelve in that one, right? No. The point, the, he just told the you point. he was 21. Huh? <laughs> he told you he was 21. Yeah, I know. I'm just being cute. Oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, talk about stepping on a joke line. This fuck does it all the time. I'm divorced. You know, we're married. I'm divorcing him. You want to lend me the money for a divorce? <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, 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 the, point, the point is you were just making about do they have storylines or are they just a bunch of fighting martial arts which, movies? Which is boring. It's, it's actually the reason why they told me to focus on acting because the karate kid actually really did have a storyline oh, and it was good. a movie. Whereas a lot of the old martial arts uh, films, if you were a martial artist, you were being cast in those films because you're a good fighter. You, you know, doesn't, you're not, you don't have to be a good actor to go to, just watch some of those movies. The acting is horrendous. 
Yeah. But the fighting, the people love the fighting, people who love martial arts. But the Karate Kid was different. And that's why, actually, I was told to keep my mouth shut about my martial arts experience because for some reason... They wanted an actor. All right, I'm going to watch... I'll yeah. watch all three of them. Are there three of them? Yeah, they're, they're fabulous. I'll watch all three. There's actually four of them. There's actually four of them. Oh, yeah, the, oh yeah, with Hillary Swank is the fourth yeah. one, yes. So so do you watch other martial arts movies? Like like I'm a big fan of the movie Best of the Best. Um, and even though the, the acting's not great in that movie, but like it's a good movie. Like I like the, I like the movie a lot. Um, did yeah, you ever see I, Best of the Best? Yeah, I, I have seen Best of the Best. I'm really good friends with Mark Dacascus. Oh, and, cool guy. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he's a legitimate, really good martial artist and gymnast and all of that stuff. So I'll see, you know, stuff that he's in um, if I if it pops up. But I'm not a huge fan of sitting down and watching every single martial arts movie that was ever made. I I have no interest in that. I'm, you know, I, I enjoy really talented acting and, and art, you know, and uh, stories. Okay. So here's the question. Do you, how do you feel about half naked female wrestlers? Uh, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we went to an Oscar party before COVID, and we met uh, Cynthia Rothrock. I think her yeah. name is. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and yeah. she's she's in those uh, in some cool martial arts movies. I'm not a, a fan she of. Was, I'm a fan of. Not. I'm a fan of the Karate Kid. I'm not really a martial arts as much of a no, fan. But, but we have a lot of friends who uh, win all these martial arts awards types yeah. things, and they're in all the action, all the indie action films in L.A. You know, we're we're yeah. friends with a lot. Of, like Mark Hoadley's one of them. We have right. a bunch of friends who who do all, a lot of them, so we see a bunch of them, and it's fun. And not, um, not lately, they've been getting away from that. Now they've been going into really good roles of acting. They they prefer that. I guess they're actually they're doing getting, horror, shitty well, horror movies like no, we are. But, <laughs> you know, not all of them are shitty. Just a few I was in. But, um, you know, they're getting older and they cannot kick as high and do that bullshit. So now they're smart. They're saying, okay, my martial art days are gone, but my acting days are here. And that's like, you know, skaters or dancers, they do the same thing. Fred Astaire, yeah. when he could no longer dance, became a great actor. Gene Kelly, the same thing. So yeah. in this business, if you want to stay visible, you got to keep changing. you got to re, 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 rebirth yourself. Actually, right. though, you were very smart, um, you know, because you actually turned it into an entire career of, of coaching and self-help and writing books and all kinds. Of, Sean Cannon does that, too. He has a new book coming out yep. called mm -hmm. Way of the Cobra. And um, you also did a cookbook, I think. Yeah, he did a cookbook, too. Yeah. But you've you've actually, you know, did a very cool transition. Now, are you looking? I know that you're very successful in all of your and uh, all of your other endeavors, um, and they're all pretty much relate interrelated anyway. Are you looking to also? you know, uh, go back and start doing more movies and stuff again? Or if the opportunity approaches, are you looking for it? Or what's your uh, your take on it all? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, there was a period of time people, some people can think that I, you know, I left Hollywood or anything. But that's not really true. I think Hollywood left me for a period of time. It was really hard to get work, you know. Um, but and that's a, another reason why I got into opening. I opened my own martial arts school and I started speaking everything because, you know, you got you got to pay the bills and you can't always rely on Hollywood. So and I didn't want to rely on Hollywood. So, you know, I ended up with two or three careers. <laughs> no, I think uh, it's terrific. Ron, let me tell you something, Ron, if this is going to help you a little bit. Uh, when I divorced my wife, who ran away and never came back and never saw her children, I raised both my daughters single-handedly. So mm. I, I could not work in film. So I became a hairdresser, a successful one in New York, made a lot of money. 
And I sort of retired from the business because of my kids. Now my kids are all grown women, and I decided to go back in the business. I am 80 years old. I'll be 81 in May. I have six movies to make and possibly a seventh from our first guest we had. It doesn't it doesn't end. Don't think because you grow old, it's over. The only time it's over is when you drop dead on a set. Then it's over. Then it's over. (laughs) Until that happens, never give up hope. You will work. If you're if you're really honest about this, you will work till your dying day. Because that's all we know. Like people said to me, if you weren't an actor or a hairdresser, what would you be? And I said, a male prostitute, because I'd be laying on my back all the time. <laughs> what the hell do I know what I would do if I wasn't an actor? What could I, what more, what could I do? I'm so theatrical. Yeah. I am theatrical in my normal life. I'm like the male Norma Desmond. So what am I going to do as a, as a person? I'm going to go sell pots and pans in Macy's? I mean, come on. Yeah. So you know, wait, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Pat Morita said this very, that very same thing to me, you know, um, on the set of Karate Kid, I can remember a conversation I was having with him. He said, yeah, you get to a point in your life and if you don't learn another craft, this, it's, it, this is all I know. This is all you know. Yes. Um, and, and it goes forever because now they must, I guess, not by law, but by some bullshit SAG ruling, they have to have X amount of old bags in a movie, X amount of black, X amount of Chinese, X amount of everybody. And old bags qualify. So they're looking for people 70 and over. I'm 80. I still can walk, talk. I don't be myself. And I, I can sort of remember lines. So I get a lot of work. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. so this will be some telling stuff then. Okay, so this is something I like to ask all of the actors to come on. So uh, first of all, if you have a bucket list, who are some uh, a top male and female actor and actress that you would love if you had an opportunity to work with? And then two, what movie that's ever been made in history would you have liked to been in? And, uh, and that will tell us a little bit about kind of some of the stuff that you like also. Um, oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> um. Ah, I've got some, I've got the actors I'd love to work with. Denzel Washington comes to mind. Yes. Uh, you know, um, just some brilliant actor, James Spader. Oh I think my God. A, I love James Spader. He's, he's a big a 80s. He's a big Whatever happened to James? Spader? He's on blacklist. He's a huge. He's, yeah, he's a, is he working? Yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he and I used to compete. I've competed against James Spader for like three different roles back in our youth, back in the day. Um, so it, uh, gosh, I haven't thought did about he, that question in so long. You, did, he, you know. did, you, did, you, did he beat you for all of them or did you beat him for any of them? Oh, I know he, he got them all. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That James you know, Spader, but he's such a talent though. Like I love pretty in pink. I love all those eighties movies. And I, and I loved it. Uh, pretty was pretty. It was one of them. I read for pretty in pink. Oh, one of my yeah. favorite movies, Molly Ringwald yeah. is my absolute favorite, like '80s person. She's like my favorite. Um, yeah, I, I freaking like love her. So what about? And he's on LA. And no, no, Boston Legal was such a great show with him and William Shatner. So he's, I mean, he's a real. At least you didn't lose out to somebody who's like a schlub. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, for actresses, I of course Meryl Streep. Who wouldn't want to work with Meryl Streep? Uh, me, me, I wouldn't want to work. Yeah, everybody you says know. Meryl Streep just about though. Lately, though, we've had a lot of Kate Blanchett and uh, a couple other. Oh. Uh, because I always say Charlize Theron because I love Charlize Ron, Theron. I'm an uh, old movie buff, and I worked for a long time promoting old films, that they're not yeah. old films, that we should see them. And Betty Davis 
so many actors that I talked to said they wouldn't work with her. They absolutely refused to work with her because she ate up the scenery. Really? And their parts yeah. were so insignificant because she's a powerful woman. Working with Meryl Streep, you know, you got to be maybe a De Niro where you knock her around or something. But being a nice guy, she'll eat you up alive. Yeah. You're not even. You're well, not even. You're not even in the movie. So. Yeah, but I just got to work with her, though. You know, she's a brilliant, brilliant. Did you work with her, Ron? That's good. Go, I'd rather go to lunch. Oh no, you want to work with her? Well, I would okay. rather go to lunch with her as a friend than work yeah, well, with her. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Okay, what about a love interest, a female love interest? If you know, like, who do you think? Who do you find very attractive? Just we're just saying attractive. Doesn't have to be a love interest. If somebody you are going to be like uh, attached to, uh, who's someone? Charlize that's, Theron. That's, that's our favorite. I, that's my favorite is Charlize Theron. Me too. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's so good. I'll, I'll go with Charlize. Yeah, she's <laughs> a freaking like she's a good one. Okay, okay so what about a movie so though? Beautiful. If you could have been in any movie that's ever been made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? If you have more than one, you can give us a couple. Gone with the Wind. Oh wow! Really? Nobody's ever said that. That's good. No. And what part? Rhett Butler? No. You're sure. not the, I don't think you could have played Red. <laughs> uh, Why not? I think you could have played the other guy. What's his name? The, the the love interest, who she who she's crazy about all through the film, and Red Butler she doesn't like. What's his name? The yeah. English guy. I, oh, I forgot his name. Wonderful actor. Mm. Oh, anyway, I think you would have been better to play the the husband. Yeah, you Red know, but you had to be a really tough type. A really. Clark Abel was made for that role. Well, she wrote it for Clark Abel in mind. So she wrote the yeah. script for him. You know, there's a movie that uh, doesn't come up a lot, but it's one of my favorite movies ever made. And, and maybe because I wrote a script um, that had has a lot to do with the Native American Indian, but that's Dances with Wolves. Uh, loved it. Great loved, movie. Loved, loved it. Movie. I love Kevin Costner in it. I love oh, the wonderful. movie. I love the loved movie. It. I love Kevin Costner's work. Graham Greene. And I love Kevin yes. Cosner. He's a handsome, sexy guy. Yeah. But um, no, really, uh, it's a wonderful movie. That's a yeah. great pick, actually. Nobody's ever said that one to us. Everybody does say Meryl Streep. Um, uh, but I think that uh, nobody's really said James Spader, though. And I think James Spader is an excellent No, for actor. me, it would be, again, as I said many times, Sophia Loren. I made a movie with her in 1959. And I was 19. Now that I'm 80, maybe I'd like to, you know, go away having a movie with Sophia. I started with her. <laughs> I'd like to kick off with her. And uh, she's coming back to work. So I do. Yes, I'm going. She has to, a movie on Netflix right now. Yeah, I'm going to approach her. I doubt she remembers me from 1959, but I'm going to approach her on a piece of work that we have. I think she might be interested in. So you guys, uh, if you want to find, find oh, my mic went out. Yes. What's going on with uh, Ron Thomas, you guys? You can go to his website, Sensei Ron Thomas. You spell Sensei, S-E-N-S-E-I, ronthomas.com. Um, so you teach you, you – why does it do that? You teach classes then for all ages for martial arts? I used to, yeah. I don't, I, I don't have a martial arts school anymore. I got out of that business, and I took a lot of those principles and esoteric principles to the, a wider audience, you know, which goes to my motivation speaking and, and coaching programs, et cetera. People who really want sort of the life skills and the, and the things that you can get from training in martial arts, but they really don't want to learn how to fight. Right. So I, I took a lot of that stuff out of the dojo and just bring it to the rest of the world who 
people who will never enter a dojo but are craving some of those things like self-confidence and focus and discipline Discipline, and honor yeah i was going to say discipline came to mind first discipline discipline and respect for the script and respect for the film most actors go oh i'm talking about film Most, (laughs) most most actors i hear they say it pays the bills i don't give a shit about the movie and I feel that shows in the work in the film. If you don't respect and like the film you're in, you, your performance is totally different than when you love it. No, but he's yeah. Talking, so he's talking different though, because now he's talking. Why is this like not? Yeah, but I'm old. I could, okay. I, no, now you threw my mic away. Now you're not getting it back. Give it back. Here we go. So he. Uh, you. You, guys, you guys remember we had JT Fox on? We had JT Fox on a couple of weeks ago. Who's also he? Well, he's actually not a motivational speaker he's a wealth coach um but basically though you're telling people how to become uh, confidence in themselves to accomplish whatever it is that they want to accomplish yeah well my thing is really about mastery you know okay. which life mastery self-mastery mastery over your craft mas- mastery in general um you know versus mediocrity i love if it if you don't believe in yourself no one's ever going to believe in you you know that True, right? we, yeah. we can sense in, in insecurity instantly. I know I've been on set where an actor maybe was his what, two lines, maybe a third movie. And I see what a wreck they are off camera. And then when they go on camera, how they they lose their personality that they had off of camera. And I want to go over to them and say, listen, kid, I think you're in the wrong business, because if you can't bring your personality to the camera, nobody's going to like you. And you're wasting your time by giving a half a performance. Again, I go back to that. When I work, I give it 110%. I do not ever think I'm who I am in real life. I become the character. I speak to the character's mind. And it shows in my performances because I'm a damn good actor, I must say, as everybody has said. I know actors that read lines. I'm in so many of these crappy movies where they read lines. I want to scream at them. You cannot read lines. You have to move your eyes. You have to have a facial expression when you deliver a line. Don't read them. And they yeah. don't listen. And they don't, these young kids don't listen. So when you go to see these cheesy $2 horror movies and their performances stink, it's because they don't have direction and they're not trained actors. They're just people that, that put money in a film and read lines. I yeah. think that's terrible. Do you like horror movies at all? Do you like horror movies at all? No. No, I was in one, but uh, Night no, Screams. I, I, yeah, Night Screams. I no, I I don't like. Nah, I just they don't scare me. You know, you go there to get me scared. Too. I don't get scared. No, I'm like me too. No. I I'm in them, and they, I think they're stupid. I don't yeah. like them. I never liked horror movies. I always thought they were for kids. And even when I'm doing them, I have to really work hard to make my performance good. Because sometimes the scene is so corny and terrible, you want to scream. Uh, no. Oh, wait, what about superhero movies? Do you like superhero movies? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. It depends on who's in it and, and, you know, how well. If I know there's name actors like, let's say, The Rock, Dwayne John, you know, he's not going to pick a bad script. So if there's superhero movies with people like who are, you know, who can do the role and pull it off, even female, a lot of female actresses, um, then yeah, I'll, I'll go see those for sure. I, I feel, I feel, I feel as long as it's a good script, yeah, it's worth doing. The script has to be good. If the script yeah. is bad, the movie will never be good. 
Right. Yeah. Do you see yourself as a- like making like action movies and stuff? Do you think you could do it? Because I mean, you're, you're physically in shape to do an action movie. Yeah, I think those types of movies are right down my line. You know, Secret Service, CIA agents, um, you know, anything military, um, those types of movies. Are, I, I, you know, I handle weapons well. I can handle a gun. I can handle a knife. I can handle, you know. So those types of movies with the shaved head as well, you know, they're, they're, they're right down my pike. But uh, there's other roles I can play too, attorneys, pastors, Oh, yes, oh. pastors. <laughs> well, I, I think you could play a multitude of parts. Yeah. I'm looking at you and I'm thinking to myself, you could play the brother. You could play the father. You could play the best friend. You could play the neighbor. I mean, you really have a lot of, of your face and the way you're put together. You are very American. Very yeah, you American. aged well. You're very Americana. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you. No, but and I am a I've had a lot of practice in the last seven years because I've been raising my daughter. She just turned seven. Oh, congratulations. No, I, I, see a, I see a lot of characters. That you, you're not really your – your features are not typecast. I am yeah. typecast always as mafia, doctor, priest, always some kind of weird – cop, that's or it. cop, forget about it. I'm always a cop. Uh, they don't see me any further. Than, in other words, I could never play an Irishman. <laughs> I, I like that. Or a Swede. So now, did you do you do you always have a shaved head, or did you shave your head for Cobra Kai? No, I shaved my head um, several years ago. I was doing a lot of. I was working out a lot. I had my martial arts schools, and the Millennium came along, and I shaved my hair head on New Year's Eve of the Millennium. Oh, that's and so I just, cool. Yeah, and I just sort of kept it off. It was easier because I was sweating all day teaching like three or four. You know, I used to work out with Billy Blanks and Tybo, oh, yeah. and I. Own kick fit karate classes, and I was training, doing a lot of fitness stuff, and and it was just easier, and I just kept it. So I like love it. I think it's cool, and like I think you do have a great look. A lot of people should be looking. Any anybody watching? I actually have a bunch of films that I'm producing. So if I get funding, you know, the, there's definitely some stuff that might work for you. No, I'm working on getting the he's funding. He's got a face that sounds like an insult, but it's not. It's called a blank face. He doesn't have an ethnic face. Uh, his face can be made anyway through makeup and hair and costume. He could become a million characters. I wish I had his look. I am definitely Italian, Latin, and that's it. it, it, it there's never going to be anything else for me. Yeah. I cannot play, uh, as I said, a Viking. President didn't say baby face. I've gotten that so many times through the years. You have such a baby face, and people come up and pinch my cheek. Stop no, it. it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful face. It's a wonderful Percy. face to, to paint a character on. I think it's. Uh, I, I think you've aged extremely well. I mean, actually, I was well, surprised. What are you making him out to be? How old is this guy? Forty? No, if he made the movie thirty-six years ago and he was twenty, he's fifty-six or fifty-seven. Oh, he looks good. <laughs> Something around there. And so he's got to be, he's my age. I'm 56. So I thought he was like 42, 43. See, that's good. Well, that's, that's, a, well, that's a huge compliment right there. But yeah, I, 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 you know, I try to stay in shape and I work out and, you know, um, and so uh, I got out of the pool this morning. Uh, swimming is one of my ways I stay in shape. So, so now at seven years old, is your daughter not, maybe not old enough to watch Cobra Kai yet? Right. Cause it's kind of like a little bit too violent. <laughs> 
she, we, well, the first season, or the first season I was in second, second season of Cobra Kai, when they brought the original Cobras back, she was watching it. And then when the bar brawl came along, she thought her daddy was getting hurt and she started to cry. She didn't want to yeah. see it. And then now she's, you know, now she went season, she's a little older. She saw, she, you know, she saw me as the pastor. She knows she's and knows and has met Billy. She calls him uncle Billy and uncle Marty. And uh, so she I'm trying to explain, no, this is just fake. It's acting. So she's kind of getting the idea. And so, but now of course she's goes to school and tells people that I'm in Cobra Kai. <laughs> and, and the teachers, the teachers are, are Cobra Kai fans. Like, you know, and so you, you, you know, my daddy's in Cobra Kai. And then now the word is sort of leaked out. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, how cool is that i mean yeah. I, I think how cool like when she's like older like it's going to be like the coolest thing ever to be like yeah my dad's in like one of the most influential movies of the 80s even though yeah you know, she, so has she seen the original karate kid then she's she's yeah but she you know she's her attention span isn't good enough yet to yeah to, to go like two hours movie that's that's an adult but she she has seen bits and pieces of it and and knows who I am and every time I come up she points me out there's daddy there's daddy so uh, that's it's, so cute she's the love of my life I just adore that when, kid when when my when my wife and I divorced I got the children and I raised them single handedly and I knew Beverly Hills or L A was not the place to have kids I didn't yeah. care what was going around so we moved to Garden City Long Island where we're from. And my daughter Deirdre was wearing Norma Kamali clothes, very LA, at eight and nine years old. And then she would talk to her friends and they'd say this, oh, Angelina Jolie, she said, I, she's my girlfriend. I used to play with her in school. Well, they beat her up. <laughs> they did. They beat my daughter up. They called her a liar and a bunch of girls started smacking her around. So I mm -hmm. had to go to the parents and I said to them, no, it's true. Angelina Jolie, who was Angie Voigt, went to school with my kid and they were best friends and Angie grew up in my house and the teachers and the people just looked at me like I was a show off. And I wanted to say like, fuck all of you, yeah. you know, you do, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Now your kid might have that problem because you're famous. And when she goes out and tells people, they're going to say, Oh, you're full of shit. Your father, that, they can go and see it. Though, you can actually see him on, right. you go to Netflix and you can right. see him and, what about like, okay, so one, cause we only have like two minutes left. Uh, so for me, the soundtrack of the karate kid, especially like you're the best around. I love that. I used to play, I was, a, I was a, all through college. I was played competitive tennis and I used yep. to play that song. You're the best around every match before I, that and shaken by Eddie money were like my two songs. So I put on my Walkman. Is that what made you so conceited? And uh, no, no, you never know, but, <laughs> but like, how was that? Like, did the soundtrack, was that like something that was like, uh, I'm sure you guys didn't have any, you know, choice in any of the songs or anything, but was that something that, uh, like followed you around? Did you listen to that? Like, you know, when you were on it and stuff is it? Cause like the music for the soundtrack yeah. was so freaking amazing. Yeah. Well, Bill Conti, right. Yes. Put, huge. Put, put, I got a quick story about him, but yeah, the, um, Bill Conti did the music. So another Academy award winning person putting the music together for this thing, cruel summer, comes on you know everybody just you just link that right to karate kid you know um so and the best around now that's coming back that's on a commercial now i saw the other day yeah. uh, you know joe esposito is just loving it uh, i so, like love it I think story about bill conti i was i was invited to john avelson's funeral our director and bill conti was there and there was this lone piano up on the stage it was at the director's guild on sunset 
And um, it was a memorial service for him. And there was the cast of Rocky. A lot of the cast from Rocky was there. And then a lot of the cast from Karate Kid was there. And um, Bill Conti at some point got up and started playing solo on the stage. And he started playing the theme to Rocky. Oh, very cool. He's, I'm just sitting here watching. It's like, this is so surreal. I'm just sitting here watching Bill Conti. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, how cool is that? Especially we lived in Pennsylvania for a while. So, it was cool. so freaking awesome. It was amazing. Everybody, so this is Ron Thomas. Check out his website, senseirontomas.com. He's uh, the real Ron Thomas on Instagram and on Twitter. He's Sensei Ron Thomas. We want to thank you for Congratulations on all your success. And uh, we you. had a blast, and we want to thank you so much. And we want to thank everybody in the chat room because we're over time, and we got to go. Keep Thanks on for working. Having you guys. Keep on working, Ron. No it, mercy. Yeah. It, never, it, <laughs> it never ends. Trust no mercy. Cobra Kai never die. I'm here. Take care, baby. Stay safe. Thanks. Stay healthy. All right, everybody. Bye Thanks now. so much for tuning in. We want to thank our guests, Jay Benjamin and Ron Thomas. We had a blast. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you will send to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Russell.